Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Final segment as we get you ready for Phoenix Suns basketball here on Arizona Sports. Mitch Vareldis and Steve Zinsmeister filling in. Zach Larson behind the glass. Just want to circle back to the top story really, really quick. The Arizona Cardinals, they have a new general manager. It is Monty Ossenfort. He is the former Titans director of player personnel. And now he is tasked with rebuilding this franchise. Uh, the roster coach, that is probably going to be the number one thing is him finding a new coach. Just wanted to pass that along before we get you ready for the Suns game against the Memphis Grizzlies. It's a big one in the Western Conference. So we wanted to get a preview with Phoenix Suns broadcaster John Bloom, who joins us uh, courtside or up in the rafters in Memphis. Where are you at there, Bloomer? Well, we're kind of in between. Uh, and I appreciate the question uh, because it does vary uh, depending on our <laughs> stops around right. the league. This is a good spot here in Memphis. We're uh, not basically free throw line extended on one side of the floor uh, up towards the back of the lower bowl. So uh, there's a suite right behind us, and uh, it's a good view of the game, and hopefully it's a good game. The last time we were here, the Suns played their butts off, took out a Memphis team that was completely outmatching them on paper, but we know that you have to wait until these games are played to see how they're going to unfold lately in the NBA. Yeah, Bloomer, that's interesting you bring that up. It seems like the game against Memphis was kind of the one bright spot in a very dark period for this team. I mean, at one point, losing 9 of 10, they were on a six-game slide. Obviously, they beat the Warriors, and then things sort of turn around, I guess. Uh, For whatever reason, Memphis was just kind of the one lone bright spot a few weeks ago in a very, very dark period. You're right, and, uh, you know, there were so many good things that happened in that game, Steve. It was not just the fact that they won handily. They had eight guys in double figures. Dwayne Washington Jr. had his career best 26 at the time, and uh, I think they had a bunch of blocks in that game, if I remember correctly. So this was a a statement game by the Suns after they got their butts handed to them by the Grizzlies in the first meeting in Phoenix. That was a 125 to 100 uh, final on December 23rd, you may recall. So as you were talking about, a dark period there. Then on this trip now, uh, the one bright spot happened in the city by the bay when they whooped the Warriors and, uh, you know, really dominated that game. After that, tough losses. The one in Minneapolis on Friday night certainly was a game that they could have had if they had about another five to ten minutes. It seemed like they just ran out of time because they turned the tide in a game that was full of runs back and forth. And now this would be a, a real big step to finish this trip, which has been uh, seemingly an, an unending trip because you take a look at it and the number that blows my mind, I just tweeted this out a little while ago with my uh, pregame picture of our broadcast location so you can even get a better idea of where we are if you look oh, on perfect. Twitter. Uh, so yeah, I, I it's 20 out of 24 days, guys, that oh. this team's been on the road. They've been on the road for 20 of the last 24 days. That's uncommon, I I think, in any sport or any avocation, for that matter. I I mean, I tell you what else is uncommon. Being down five of your rotational players during that entire 24-day stretch, it's obviously been hampering them in the standings, but if you look at it, it's very, very, very tight within that like five seed all the way down to the 12 seed. So just a couple more wins, and the Suns can find themselves back in the top six before we know it, right? They could, and the reason that I stay positive and optimistic about that happening is not a lot of other teams are going to add a Hall of Fame point guard, a future Hall of Fame shooting guard, a, uh, a potential, you know, kind of six-man-of-the-year type guy with Cam Johnson and campaign. Those guys are all going to come back eventually. Now, we don't have timelines on when it's going to happen, but you would hope soon for at least a couple of them and then eventually for all of them. And those other teams that you talk about that are mired in that middle of the Western Conference are not going to add 
had all that firepower. Several of them do have missing pieces. Don't get me wrong. Right. A lot of teams are missing even stars. But not that much firepower is going to return to any of those teams. And the Suns are going to do that, and then they're probably going to do something else because, as we all know, we're just waiting for the shoe to drop with the trade of Jay Crowder and if there's any other moves in the making. We're talking with John Bloom, Suns broadcaster. Uh, I think a lot of fans would be interested to know, is John Morant going to be on the court tonight? You know, John Morant's on the court right now, Ooh. and he is not missing. Oh, he just missed. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I, he, it doesn't he count like, pregame, though, right? <laughs> he was making everything, and he just made the next two after I said he missed. But, yeah, uh, John, you can hear the swish if you if you pay real close attention to the effects, and Zach Boyd, our wonderful engineer, can even pump that up for you. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's playing, and uh, from what we understand, whenever he's listed as questionable, he plays. Like, that's just what John Morant does. That's what the Memphis broadcasters have told us they've gotten used to, and so I guess we're just going to have to get used to that, too. I'm not mad at it, to be honest with you, fellas. I know the Suns would have a better chance to win the game, but he is, without a doubt, a phenomenal basketball player and one of my favorite to watch that does not wear Suns uniforms. I I just think that in the league, he is my favorite player that's not a Phoenix Sun. He's just so eye-catching to just say one nice thing about John Morant before I have to focus entirely about the Suns for the next several hours or so. (laughs) John, I'm curious, With there's reports out there that Cam Johnson could be back as soon as this road trip is done, so he'd be back for that next home game. I believe it's against Brooklyn on the 19th. How much of a boost would that provide, not just to the starting lineup, but just to the offense as a whole? Yeah, I think, uh, and not just the offense, Mitch. I mean, I think it's both. I think he is has become a better defender as well at that spot that he's gotten used to playing now, power forward. So I think he is going to add a whole lot. Now, do I expect him to be the Cam Johnson that, uh, you know, is at the top of his game when he's been out for, what, this is his 36th missed game in a row uh, since having the uh, menisectomy. I like to say that as much as possible. Oh, that is a fun word. I just learned that word earlier this season. <laughs> uh, yeah, since he had that, he's missed 36 straight games. So, no, he's not going to come back right away and be in a groove, but he will definitely give this team a lift in many facets, starting with the shooting. I mean, he's a dead-eye shooter, and hopefully he can get that stroke back because that will add uh, just another weapon. You know, you, when we go to all these visiting gyms and, and we listen to the coaches in the in the pregame tonight, Taylor Jenkins, no exception, they all rattle off the fact that the Suns have like seven guys shooting 40% for three. Yeah. Now you're going to bring Cam Johnson back to that? Makes it lethal, right? All right, Bloomer, we'll be listening to the broadcast. Try to throw in as many of those big words as you can. I will do my best, and uh, thank you guys for doing uh, the work today.